Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey everybody just real quick before the show started uh this is steve and i just wanted to let you know for all the latest information on our podcast Hit us up on Twitter at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict, uh, basically... Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes a gratuitous It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen It has been buried for thousands of years. A mystery. A secret. A threshold to the future. Where'd you find this? I've, I've never seen anything like this. One man will break the code and open the door. Well, this should read Stargate. That was in front of us the whole time. The other will lead the way. Why are you here? I'm here in case you succeed. Jackson's identified the seventh symbol. Back at storage, reserve power, on. What is that? It's your stargate. We've opened a doorway to a world we know nothing about. The beam has locked itself onto a point somewhere in the Kalium galaxy. It's on the other side of the known universe. Your turn now. They prepared for danger. Begin final evacuation. They expected the unknown. Stabilizing system. Initiated commencement sequence. But they could never have imagined this. shoot anything that comes down that ramp your job here is to realign the stargate can you do that or not i can't what the hell is going on my orders were simple track down signs of any possible danger well i found some i can't make it work without the seven symbol Seven minutes. Now, the most amazing discovery of our time. Jackson, wait for me. Is about to become the most extraordinary adventure of all time. 
Russell, James Spader, Jay Davidson. Stargate. A Roland Emmerich film. Yeah! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight... Oh, tonight. Oh, we are talking 1994's... Woo! Stargate. Yeah! But first... Steve, we need a drink. I'm we're a far parched. too so- sober to do this. As we continue doing June, we need to make sure we're hydrated. Woo! Trekking through that desert! Yeah, so... From Golden Road Brewing, we have a pineapple cart, which is a pineapple wheat ale with blood orange and strawberry. Excellent, Uh, excellent. Yeah, that's really all I got, other than the government warning. Oh, here we are, 4% alcohol by volume. Woo! Let me, while I pop my top. Oh, my top! (laughs) And then pour it all over my wife. Oh, Oh, I'm just drenched. Mm, you're gonna have to lick it off me. Oh. Wait, are we recording? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Uh. <laughs> wow, this is so fruity on yeah. the aroma. It makes it's like making you know, me salivate. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you can definitely smell the pineapple. You get a little bit of that strawberry in there. Okay, yeah. With these beers, I mean, they're decent, good. Uh, they're very they're very on the sw- sweet, like malt forward, like very sweet. And there's not a lot of bitterness. Yes. So but, so here's the thing though, like they're really not overly sweet. They're relatively dry. Well, yeah. but yeah, they definitely give you the the sweet. They're for, definitely fruity for a beer. They're sweet. Yeah, they're incredibly it, fruity. Yeah, it makes me wonder: is this like ten percent pineapple juice, or you know, <laughs> or whatever sweetener and stuff it's got in it? But yeah, it's a light, dry, refreshing four percent. Yeah, it makes you salivate because you know it tastes like fruit. <laughs> oh, it's delicious. Yeah, yeah. Check it out, Gold Road Brewing. Uh, they actually have their uh, fifteen pack with a, a variety yeah. of uh, fruity weed ales. <laughs> oh, but Stargate! Oh, oh Stargate! Babe, do you remember your first time watching Stargate? Uh I mean, I remember the first. I remember the emotions I had the first time watching. I don't remember the circumstances oh, in right. which, but I just remember watching it and going like, "Fuck yeah, I'm in." I'm in. A theater? Home? I don't remember the circumstances oh. at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was there probably opening weekend. You know, definitely in theater. I think I saw it in a drive-in the first time. Probably paired with, like... God, I don't even know what else would be coming out in 94. Uh, Pulp Fiction. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah, this movie... And, of course, it was all over, like, TDS and TNT and all those. When, mm-hmm. During the 90s and early aughts and... But it's from writer, director, Roland Emmerich. Who's he, Steve? Well, you might his name might sound familiar as he's been on a... Well, let's go through his filmography and you tell me which ones we haven't done yet. Uh, Universal Soldier. Yeah! This. Coming yeah! Soon. Independence Day. Ooh! Godzilla. One of my favorites. Yes! Yeah, yeah the good Godzilla. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the Gino? Yeah, The Patriot. <gasps> Mel Gibson one. Yeah. The Day After Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 10,000 BC. Mm-hmm. 2012. Yeah. White House Down. Oh, what a Steve's favorites. <laughs> Independence Day Resurgence. Ugh. And one we actually saw the other day, Midway. Hey! I mean, uh, coming soon, Midway. No, <laughs> no Midway, Midway was okay. It wasn't... Mid- Midway was... 
Midway was fine. Yeah. Midway had excellent, excellent acting, absolutely amazing cast, phenomenal story, but it's so big that you sort of don't have any particular, like, one character to follow through to get attached to. Yeah. And everything just feels like a matte painting. Because it, it is. Oh, my God. There's so much special. Yeah. You can notice all of the special effects. It's like Geostorm in that respect. But, or it, like, yeah. like, like, like Pearl Harbor, I, I don't know. They at least tried to have characters you could latch on to. I, I don't think Midway really did. I mean... Everybody was great, but it was like, who am I supposed to fill for? The Ed Screen character, Dick Best? Or, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Don't know. I don't know. It was okay. Check it out, guys. You Let, let us know what you think. Um, speaking of Geostorm, the writer of this is also Dean Devlin. Oh, shit. Who uh, basically has always been around Roland Emmerich since he started. Um, and then he was the writer slash director of yeah. Geostorm. So there we go. Uh, starring in this movie, of course, we have Kurt Russell as Colonel Jack O'Neill. Yeah! Everybody's favorite sex machine, James Spader, as Dr. Daniel Jackson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Jay Davidson as Ra, Jimon Hansu as Horace, French Stewart's in this thing for some reason as Lieutenant Ferretti, and of course, friend of the podcast, the great Eric Avari as Kasaf. Yeah! Yeah. Okay, so movie starts off. It's the epic music during the credits. The, oh, yeah. the goddamn soundtrack of this movie. If you don't like it, you're not going to like this movie because it's oh, throughout, but I it's know. fantastic. So. <laughs> oh, I'm in. I like it. I oh, love yeah. it. I love it. So the movie starts in uh, Giza, 1928, <laughs> and uh, basically just a rich dude and his daughter show up, and they're uh, basically, <laughs> there's like an excavation of one of the pyramids or something going on, uh, but they they found this uh, archway, or, yeah. you know, like this little stone archway thing, um, and we see like the little girl like get a necklace and mm -hmm. yeah, all kinds of weird stuff. But then, uh, yeah, okay, we found this archway. Smash cut to... Present day, a scant 92 years later. Wait, Woo! I think they mean 1994. <laughs> Present day. <laughs> also, yes. Otherwise, this little girl is now 109 years old. and <laughs> I mean... <laughs> and not completely out of the realm, but yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically, we go to, a, I don't know, James Spader giving a, his own version of a TED Talk where he's like, yeah, basically everyone who excavated the pyramids are, are liars. Sorry, guys. Um... And we're like, well, well, then who built the pyramids? Well, I don't know, but it wasn't them. Welcome to his Ancient Aliens TED Talk. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look, Spader, I'm sorry. Just because white people couldn't do it doesn't mean it was aliens. <laughs> but but the, the science... No. Uh, so, so yeah, the uh, an old lady comes in. It's it's the, the little girl grown up, obviously. We'll find it's out. It's been 84 I, I, years. I think it like, shows the necklace and it's like, oh, okay, that's okay. who this person is. Yeah. 70 something years later and she basically goes to talk to him and uh offers her offers him a ride in the ranks it's raining outside and she's got like a limo uh basically just offers him a job like yeah hey so i know you're kind of down on your luck uh, but you're the foremost <laughs> i don't know ancient egyptian translator or whatever come, come join us for a job what's the job it pays okay <laughs> 
then okay i i forgot about this part of the movie uh so we cut across town i guess or across <laughs> the country who knows uh to a home where kurt russell is just sitting in his son's room with a gun in his hand um and it's like oh what's going on here unfortunately uh basically <laughs> these two guys show up and they're like uh uh, Kurt, Colonel O'Neill or uh, Colonel Kurt Russell. Yeah. Uh, where you, you've been uh, reinstated and we've already got a job for you. And he, I don't think he even like responds. Like he's still just like staring at the picture of his son or whatever. Right. Like, like, right? <laughs> like it's a good thing. It was just like a, a standard Glock or whatever. Cause if it were like a six year, he'd be sitting there just like spit in the barrel and like put it to his head or something. Like. Right. <laughs> also, this is not going to come up again in the movie. Well, it come, the dead son comes up, but not the... Well, Does I, it, though? I guess kind of the suicidal tendency. I don't know. Basically, we find out the son ac- accidentally got a, hold, got a hold of the gun and accidentally shot himself. And it's like, oh, shit. I've had a few friends, brothers, go that way. It's, uh, it's not great, guys. Lock up your guns. <laughs> Kids are dumb. Kids are dumb. <laughs> So, how many of them were kids fucking around with guns by themselves, or how many of it really was? There was always a friend around. So the friend pulled the trigger, right? Accidentally? Well, one of them's in question. But one of of them, it was like, oh yeah, see, it's empty. (laughs) It was was apparently a total, uh, (laughs) can't shoot without a clip moment. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys, Steve shot up off the couch so fucking quickly, like, what? No, no. Oh, don't show the video. <laughs> and, and, and in that case, you know it was an accident. You know why? Because it wasn't to the head. It was just like, look. Like right in the gut. Not a, not a good way to go. <laughs> I'm just, just going to say that. Uh, anyway. So yeah, so that's how. Uh, On that uplifting note. Yeah, right. Uh, it's like, yeah, we know you're mentally unstable, but you've been reactivated and you've got a job. Okay. We need somebody disposable. We then cut to a Colorado military institution. James Spader shows up and he's just like, oh, what is this place? This is weird. Oh, oh, this person uh, totally fucked up this translation here. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh yeah. And it's not gateway to heaven. It's a Stargate roll credits. Roll credits. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, basically, the, um, you get a lot of backstory like, oh yeah, we found this thing here, this you know stone archway here. Uh, it's 10,000 years old. And he's like, what, 10,000? That's that's like before ancient Egypt, homie. Uh, he's like, yeah, it kind of is. So <laughs> that's why we've got you here, just in case, because we have no idea where it's from. Uh, that's about the time uh, Kurt Russell shows up. He's like, I'm in charge here, military operation. You know, anything has to go through me. It has to get super, super secret clearance, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and we cut to, like, I guess it was, like, two weeks later we find out. Because we see James Spader just, like, you know, taking notes or whatever. And drinking a lot of coffee. You know, a lot of long days. He, like, snags uh, the horoscope from the newspaper from the guy. Yeah. And I love how he's, like, already, like, walked through a doorway to the next room. He's like... You mind if I borrow this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, basically he's figured out that, um, you know, they're looking at the ancient, uh, it's Orion. yeah, yeah. Basically it's constellations yeah. uh, the, the, instead of like, you know, ancient Egyptian, uh, what's it called hieroglyphics or whatever that are, 
that are on this archway they're trying to figure out. And then uh, basically he's like, wait, you mean to tell you done two weeks what these guys couldn't do in two years? Two years. <laughs> All right. Show him the device. There's a device? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> and they take him into another secret room. And there's basically what looks like to be the same stone archway, but this time yep. it's made out of, I don't know, mithril or unobtainium they put it together. or whatever. They yeah. finally put it together. Yeah. But but but, it, but but they were saying it was like made out of some mineral like that wasn't yeah. on the periodic table. Or, yeah. It's made of unobtainium. Yeah, exactly. So they uh, they said, hey, we're, we're going to start it up. So we get the whole explanation where it's like, okay, apparently what this thing does mm-hmm. is it's a portal to somewhere else in the galaxy. Like, like it's... It's basically a tesseract system where you can transport from one point in space to another, but it's basically it needs seven, seven locations basically because mm-hmm. in a three dimensional space you need you know each of the six sides, but and then the seventh one is for like the starting point. Yeah, uh, this will come up later in my my arguments. But <laughs> <laughs> what? But it's like okay. Ooh. So they've now figured out the seventh symbol, um, which is like, I guess, Earth being the starting point. So they start it up, you know, they get the, I don't know, the, the portal from the abyss, basically, like the, the CGI, it's like liquid kind of portal thing. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's so, so beautiful. Beautiful hair. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they send in a probe. Okay, so they send a probe. It's basically like like a little uh, like a moon rover, a Mars rover, or whatever. Yeah. And it goes in, and then they're like instantly like tracking it across the the galaxy on like this big <laughs> map thing. And I'm like, how how exactly does this work? Doesn't if, even if it's traveling through space and time, doesn't the signal uh, take a while to get to Earth? So we hey, don't worry about it. But then it's like, oh, it popped up somewhere in the Kallium Galaxy on the other side of the known universe. Oh, okay. And uh, the probe, like, uh, I, I guess before it, I don't know, gets destroyed or whatever, um, it has it snaps a couple photographs, and it's like uh, of the Stargate that came through, but it has different markings and stuff. Um, and so the government's like, oh, well, all right, well, we know it kind of works. Let's, uh, let's do what we can with these pictures, and um, I guess we'll try again in another two years. And James Peter's like, whoa, 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 wait, so so we're not going to go across there and check it out? He's like, um, I'm not sending people over there to die if we don't know what these right? uh, other markings are. He's like, well, shit, I can figure it out. I mean, it took me two weeks with these, and now that I know the system, I mean, psh, shit, I can crack this out by lunch. <laughs> uh, you you brought me on because I'm the best, right? <laughs> in, all, in all humility. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. The old lady like gives him the the necklace because uh, he's gonna be part of the away team led by Kurt Russell and French Stewart's a part of it. And uh, there's the other guy. His name's like Kowalski or something. Yeah. Basically, the team goes in, and then we get I don't know the '90s version of 2001: Space Odyssey going through <laughs> the galaxies and all the special effects, and you know the galaxies rushing by, and and they come up in the the base of a pyramid uh, on the other end of the Stargate. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, get up, get up, don't worry. You'll be a little disoriented for about three minutes. <laughs> this is where else I've written down, like, okay, this uh, intergalactic space travel thing already feels more real than Midway did. <laughs> right? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's just more practical effects were used or what. I, 
well spoiler I, I think it was about the same budget as midway was but in 90s money as opposed to today money <laughs> maybe oh hold on let me check that oh actually never mind this was much less than midway was so <laughs> comparable i don't know yeah no i think it's i think you're right it's the combination of the uh practical effects and the special effects like there is obviously some matte painting going on there's also miniatures happening yeah but they incorporate them in such a way and like you're already suspending a certain amount of disbelief they're going through a fucking stargate so maybe that's it you're you're a little more forgiving because it's you're taking that step of disbelief where it was like midway it's like oh no this is 1942 to 44 or whatever the time frame was it's like this this really happened these are real yeah but Uh, but also like if they had it like like some of the scenes where they're bringing in you know five thousand ships together or whatever yeah if even part of that was models yeah true would it have had more of a three-dimensional feel maybe Maybe. It wasn't all that perfect golden hour lighting all yeah. the fucking time. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. Okay, anyway, we're 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 not talking about Midway this episode, or are we? <gasps> no, no. Um, <laughs> Haha! You thought we were talking about Stargate. We only do bad movies, motherfucker. <laughs> Psych, motherfucker. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker. Rude dies, motherfucker. Spoiler alert. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so they come up the other way, and uh, uh, basically the um, Spader's like, "All right, we have a bit of an issue. Uh, we don't have the directional tablet sitting here next to the gateway like we did with the other ones." So, I thought it would just be right here. I mean, it makes sense if this is a working, you know, space portal or whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I, I we got to find civilization or something here yeah. to see if they have the directions home. You know. We can't just Google up MapQuest. It's 1994. You know? Right? I can probably figure out a lot of them, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The internet's not going to be invented until next year. Coming next week or coming next month. Al Gore's working on it right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. So. Yeah, we're so, going to go past that. So, yeah, Al Gore. Uh, so all the soldiers are kind of pissed, like, whatever, god damn it! Ah! Oh, Steve, who's the angriest of the, the soldiers? The angriest is French Stewart, and I just, <laughs> know, knowing him too much, I just look at it like, this is the equivalent of, like, Ernest in the army being, like, angry at somebody, like, oh, what you gonna do? Why don't you go get your books? <laughs> That'll show them. So, <laughs> the most unbelievable part of this movie to me is... I'm sorry, but French Stewart as... As like a kick-ass Navy SEAL. Yeah, well, and then to be picked for this particular mission, he's like SEAL Team 6 level. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's the best of the best. And you made me think like, oh, maybe French Stewart, like, I don't know, worked out or something. (laughs) He buffed up. (laughs) Yeah. He did hella buff up for this. I know. <laughs> and it's still not working. So, so, sorry, Mr. Stewart. Hope Don't to get us wrong next week. Don't get us wrong, guys. We love French Stewart. Oh Just, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is some interesting casting. It's like, oh yeah, and the, and the Colonel's played by Paul Rubens. Like, wait, hold on a sec. <laughs> right, <laughs> this, uh... Admiral Rubens, we need your help. <laughs> I'm on the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, this is also where we were introduced to uh, Colonel Kurt Russell, like setting up a, a bomb and and you can tell right away it's like oh, yeah. a nuclear bomb like yeah if you've seen any action movie and... oh yeah <laughs> uh 
Oh yeah, yeah. So French Stewart gets angry and like throws uh, uh takes James Spader's books and like throws them across the desert and is like, "Well, maybe this will help you help get us home." And it's like, "No, it's actually the exact opposite of what you should be doing." You should be like, "Hey, how can I help?" I mean, throwing his research, yeah, <laughs> on how to decipher the rocks when they find them to get you home yeah. is really not going to be helping. But of course, this leads uh, James Spader to traversing away from base camp and uh picking yep. up all of his books and stuff and then stumbles upon uh, i don't know a, a hairy star wars snuffleupagus kind of creature <laughs> uh <laughs> basically it's a horse with a, a big um yeah I, I, like like a muppet top like a, it kind of looks yeah. like snookums from the muppets <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, complete with you know prehensile tongue that's I, I don't know obviously like a guy's arm in a <laughs> in a tongue wrap i don't know something like that yeah so uh he, he's like 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 petting it like hey buddy hey how's it going and then the soldiers got guys like hey get away from that get away from that you don't know if it'll eat you he's like no no it's got a harness it's domesticated goes running off by the way nobody else is like oh shit it's got a harness yeah that means there's someone there. It didn't put that on itself. Right. Or it's like within shouting distance. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it goes running off. Um, and of course, like the rope on the harness or whatever wraps around James Spader's legs, starts dragging him around. The soldiers are like, yeah, fuck, I guess we got to follow him now. Uh, but they get dragged near to a nearby town. Uh, they're spotted by some of the locals. And basically the town just looks like, like you expect an ancient Egyptian yeah hut establishment to look like like just a couple i guess there's a couple like uh rock or like clay buildings or whatever built mm-hmm. and stuff but it's primarily like a bunch of b- it's b- bunch obviously of a moving camp yeah yeah like it's a nomadic, nomadic tribe yeah. there we go you know everybody's like oh my gosh who are these guys blah 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 and uh james spader's like like trying to communicate but you know it's like a, i guess a different dialect or whatever like I, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're saying and they don't know what i'm saying so yeah shit but then one of them like recognizes the the necklace that the old lady gave him, and, the, and they oh, say something, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, they're down, down on the knees worshiping like gods." Uh, this is also where like they pull out I don't know a fucking tricorder from Star Trek or whatever, and they're like analyzing the food, and it's like, "Uh, yeah, yeah. this seems to be like something we can eat." And I'm like, "Well, wait, what is that device, and what are all of its uses?" <laughs> well, it it did start telling him like what it was made of. Yeah. Uh, okay. It did start telling them exactly what it was made of. Yeah, like like oxygen, carbon. Yeah. <laughs> Cyanide. Wait, what was that last one? Uh, I said hydrogen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is also where we're introduced to star of the movie, Eric Avari. Yes, Casa. Yeah. He, he's like the, I don't know, the mayor of the, the tribe. I, I, the chief? Chief yeah, of the tribe, yeah, he's sort say? of the chief. Yeah. Although at this point, he sort of looks like the slave driver. He's <laughs> he's kind of the. Um, you guys have seen Django Unchained, right? He's kind of the the the, the Steve, the the Samuel L. Jackson of the the uh, of the villagers, <laughs> house gentleman. Yes, yes. <laughs> the 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 favorite, <laughs> I guess. Uh, uh, yeah. And he, like, offers them some food, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Here, have some of my, it was like a Fifth Avenue bar or something like that, some sort of candy bar. And, uh, of course, Eric Avari's like, bummy way, bummy way, which I mean, I assume means, this is the shit, guys. 
Yeah, so they, like, take him in. Um, so, yeah, so, like, half the soldiers are back at base camp, you know, watching over the Stargate. And the other four or five, I guess, are there in the city. Uh, there's a whole bunch of... <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a thing where they're, like, walk, walk into, the, like, I guess the bigger town. And mm-hmm. uh, James Spader, like, has allergies in the desert somehow. And it's, like, blowing his nose yeah. in a snot rag. And then there's, like, four people, like, fighting over it. <laughs> to be fair, they're all, like, the young ki- like the young boys. The kind of kid, like, teenage boys. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what happens after this? Oh, yeah, and, uh, like, the horn... Uh, the horn sound because there's a big sandstorm coming in, um, and so like everyone in the town's like, "Oh, get under, you know, get get in your homes and blah blah blah." Meanwhile, back at base camp, they're like, "There's a fucking storm ripping through here. We gotta go back get into the pyramid." The pyramid. And, and I guess the walkie talkies are getting interference from the storm or whatever. So it's like, what? What, what are they? Ah, they'll be fine. They're they're professionals. They're still Team Six. Um, <laughs> Uh, meanwhile in the town they're having like a big uh, like a big feast like uh they're bringing out they got all the uh, they have dancing girls they just have like music and stuff going they have music like, there were some stuff. oh yeah no there yeah the, uh i wanted to put like dancing girls in but there weren't because yeah they're all just, like they're just workers yeah yeah they're just hanging around like offering food and yeah you know occasional nip slips just to, i don't know wait what <laughs> was that was that just I my version that's <laughs> not yeah that was, yeah. was the uh, Canadian version we watched. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they're still trying to like communicate, um, and so James Spader's like trying to like draw on the ground, uh, you know, the, the symbols and stuff that he knows. That, and, like, like wipes out the sand and like tells everybody, "Okay, everybody, go home. Party's <laughs> over. Let's get the, let's get going." And he's like, "Oh, I guess writing is forbidden." We then cut to James Spader being bathed by seven women. Yeah. Yes, I counted because I was like, oh, yeah, you know, anything more than three is just wasteful, right? I I mean... I mean, okay. Let, I mean, let, see, let's what, say all of the Avengers showed up to bathe you. Could you pick seven women to bathe you? Like, Elizabeth Shue, Mia Jovovich. The Spice Girls? There, done. That was quick. <laughs> Maybe replace uh, uh, Sporty Spice? Uh, I forget which one's which. I don't know. <laughs> Sporty Spice? All the Shaw sisters. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. That's right. But yeah, so so James Spader goes back to his little... Uh, he, he's there, freshly bathed. And then in walks uh, Hot Girl, I just have written yeah. down. Uh, we find out later her name's uh, Shauri? Shauri? Shauri. Shauri, yeah. Um, and he's like, no, 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 I'm thoroughly clean. Thank you. I'm so yep. full. Good. And then she's like, just dropping her clothes. Yep. No, no, no. And he's like, oh, um, uh, unnecessary, but appreciated. Uh, you know what? You know, I hear it just, uh, put, put your clothes back on, you know, no, no need for all this. I'm, I'm on a scientific expedition, blah, blah, blah. But as he's like p- trying to push her out the door or whatever, Erica Vardy's there like, what, what? It, is Did, she no good? Should she, I like slice, slice her head off? Yeah, should I? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he did do the like the 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 motion like like cut the music kind of thing, but I was like, yeah, was there music playing? <laughs> and, and then Spader's like, oh, oh no no um no no she's great. I just wanted to say uh thank thank you thanks bro. I'm uh we're good. Gonna, gonna knock this out real yeah, quick. Woo! Thumbs up. Uh, so. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, in typical nerdy scientist fashion, they just uh, 
they just start talking or you know drawing and translating and stuff you know but they but they were uh matriculating all night long it was it was fantastic just conjugating all over the place <laughs> oh yeah so so we cut back to the pyramid where the stargate right. is um and you know this the storm's still going on and they're inside they're like oh man this is shit duty blah 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 but then they start hearing noises and we see this giant like floating pyramid ship like basically dock on top of the pyramid that they're inside of like who knew pyramid were like docking stations for apparently spaceships. we're yeah. about to find out yeah. so it docks on top and they're just like what what the fuck is that noise <laughs> and then they see like they hear like all these things going off and uh we we basically see glim like little like glimpses of like feet or like noises in dark corners and stuff and like basically it's like trying to give the impression there's a predator like hunting them down and killing off these four or five guys <laughs> but that's effective yeah so yeah basically takes out the entire team um we then cut back to town and uh captain russell he's uh, uh there's there's like a i don't know like a 12 13 year old kid um in the village who's like infatuated with captain o'neill um and like his lighter makes fire and he's like oh no no yeah here check it out just and there you go you got fire oh shit hey here have a smoke try it out and he starts gagging (laughs) like yeah i should probably quit too and then the kid's like oh and what's this thing here and it's uh, the big AR-15 or whatever. He's like, no, 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 fucking touch that! Ah, no, no! And the kid, like, freaks out and runs off. Bad. And he's like, maybe I didn't handle that the best. Uh, I think I did pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, feel like, right. I feel like kids shouldn't be playing with guns. Yeah. I, I've done my own research. Yeah. Yeah, call it a hunch. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, too soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, and then we cut to uh, Dr. Spader and uh, Hot Chick. Yeah. They're they're just wandering through like the catacombs or you know some arena a bunch of hieroglyphics and stuff and they're you know he's basically kind of learning their language and how it differs and stuff. Um, but he's basically like uh, uh, this is where he starts pointing at hieroglyphs and she starts speaking and he's like oh hold on I can figure this out oh it's just a subdialect of ancient Egyptian something nobody's yeah. spoken in 7,000 yeah, years yeah like different vowels it's like the yeah. difference between French and Spanish basically yeah so so they start having a little uh, a little joyful time going uh, cup coop <laughs> coopa coopa king coopa <laughs> oh, oh my god let's oh, Steve Let's bring the Mario Brothers universe into the Stargate oh, of universe. Of course, if you obviously that's how Koopa, uh, tra- uh, you know, went between worlds and tried to merge them. It's, it's the same. Absolutely. Principles. Oh, we gotta watch S- uh, SG One. <laughs> it's gonna. You're you're gonna be like, fuck. This is all uh, the. Yeah. I thought it was Stargate Atlantis. No, anyway. I never saw Atlantis, but I did see SG One. All I know about is Jason Momoa was in it. Right? Yeah, Isn't he like I an Atlantean? No Which means he's from Atlanta. I mean. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so, okay, yeah, this is the part where we get, like, the whole backstory of, uh, basically, there was a, a space traveler, you know, an alien that uh, basically does the the apocalypse body transfer from X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> where he's like, hey, I landed, crash landed on this planet, and there's these young nubile boys I can transfer my essence into. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll help me live forever with my superpowers and my 
super my my mineral that does all yeah basically this mineral that may or may not be the spice from dune yeah Uh, (laughs) just snort it and get and the sleeper will be awakened i mean that's pretty much it it powers the spaceship all their weapons are made out of it you you, it it like heals all apparently like you know you take a hit of it you can repair yourself from being shot in the gut but but basically back on earth there was a whole big rebellion uh, so they, the traveler basically took his people, went through the Stargate, and blew up the other end to basically make sure Earth wouldn't come to this new world that he had found. Um, and they also run, in, run into uh, the symbols for the Stargate of how to get back home. But they've only got six of them. <gasps> so basically this is the point where it's like, okay, you can still run it. Because <laughs> you've got the end destination. And just look on the chart for one that, I don't know, looks like the one that may be the starting point. Or here it is, worst case. Let's say you've opened up the Stargate to Earth. Yeah. And you pick the wrong start point. Yep. You just opened up the Stargate on another end. It's like, oh, oh, this one isn't working. Okay, cool, quick, stop it before something comes through and destroys Earth. All right, let's try it with a different symbol. This one looks like it might be it. Hey, this one opened. Everybody, everybody in the pool, let's go. But alas, no. If they can't even start it without the seventh symbol. Like, I don't know about that. So they go to the pyramid um, with the six symbols. See, like, oh, maybe there's something on the wall we missed. I don't know, whatever. Uh, but the team's attacked because, you know, we find out Ra's people have already been there staking the place out. Uh, and Russell goes to, like, start up the bomb. Uh, and he's like, oh, fuck, where is it? <gasps> and, like, where's what? Okay, so I had a thermal nuclear device here um, to like blow up the Stargate, you know, in case there was a threat here. Which guess what we found? Uh, but now apparently they have it. So, shit. All <laughs> oh, right, this is also where we see the uh, the cool ring elevator things. Like the it's like rings like come oh, from the yeah. sky in like a column. And like a light passes through, and it's basically like a Star Trek transporter. <laughs> and then much. the rings disappear, and it's like, oh, okay. Or by disappear, you know, go back up into wherever. Uh, but yeah, basically the, uh, the the guards take them to see Ra, um, and, and they have their their cool helmets that are like you know Anubis and Horus. You know, like a one looks like a jackal, one looks like an eagle or whatever horus is supposed to be yeah you know fairy gods of egypt but oh yeah but you know <laughs> but, but it's like from the neck up. well hell yeah because they're <laughs> they seem very top heavy though like oh yeah but they're made of unobtainium so they're super light oh that's true that's true and they also give them the uh i don't know the power to lift mountains <laughs> the spice the spice is life oh yeah and like russell like uh Kurt Russell, like, makes his move, like, grab one of their weapons, like, blast one of them in the stomach, and then, like, aims aims the, the little spear gun that they have at, uh, at Ra to blast, yeah. blast Ra. By the way, played by uh, Jay Davis, or Jay Davidson. Ooh. Uh, Who's he, Steve? Well, he is a very um, ambiguous... Nubile? New, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, have you seen The Crying Game? I, I've only seen bits and pieces, <laughs> literally. Um, mm. But yeah, it's the... Uh, Does he show all his bits and pieces? It's, it's, it's the girl that's a boy in the crying game, but okay. yeah, just very androgynous looking. That's the word I'm looking for. Very androgynous. 
individual playing raw but you know raw's like you know got like magic powers basically <laughs> like you know glowing power beams and stuff that they can do i don't know uh but like all the servants of raw like jump in the way like there's like four or five of the i don't know call them humans or whatever but the the other egyptian <laughs> the 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 alien egyptians we'll say yeah <laughs> like get in the way so kurt russell's like well i can't blast him and then pow gets knocked the fuck out oh that's right also this is where like the one of the guards like blasts at kurt russell and ends up shooting spader in the gut oh yeah and he's like no 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 oh, oh, fuck. fuck i'm dead yeah um oh that's right horace was the one that got blasted yeah and so then kurt russell gets you know gets knocked out and basically gets dumped in the a prison cell, which is basically like half filled with water with the rest of the the team that they Ooh, didn't kill. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, one, well, that's kind of fucked up because who knows when that water's been changed. I mean, being in a prison cell is bad enough, but when yeah. you're like not in waiters and it's like up to your chest in water, that, yeah, yeah, that, that, that gangrene's going to set in soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, and Rod Blake is like, oh that 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 city on the outskirts been helping them do an air raid and blast them up so they never do shit like this again. Uh, so they hop in like these little flying, basically they look a lot like the uh, Independence Day ships. But yeah, it's like little mm-hmm. spaceships flying around, yeah. blasting the city up and killing a bunch of people. Meanwhile, James Spader um, and Horace they're both in like these these rejuvenation chambers. Uh, basically, he just like wakes up and he's like, "Oh man, I had the weirdest dream. Like I got blasted in the gut. I woke up in this neon coffin thing." And, <laughs> and then, like as he's like waking up, like walking around the room, Ra comes in and starts talking to him. Yeah. And of course, they're like perfectly fluent with one another now. Uh, so I think this is because um, he's the only one that Spader's like totally fluent with because yeah. when he goes back even he still has it's sort of stumbly i oh. think it's the alien mind powers okay so, or maybe the alien knows like the ancient e- egyptian dialect that yeah, he's like a professor he, yeah in. that's that okay. was my thing is that Cause, yeah because I, I was so he's like the okay you know of, the vowels now now you're completely yeah. fluent no no, in no everything. he no the alien here is the source of all of the languages yeah okay so got it got it got it all right that that i'll, I'll buy that <laughs> basically Ra's like you know being the super villain that Ra is divulging their plan mm. that oh yeah so i'm gonna send this bomb that you brought me is like like stroking the nuclear bomb i'm gonna send it back with my unobtainium mineral so it makes it like a hundred times stronger yeah. uh, and i'm just gonna blow up your fucking planet uh because you know i create your civilization i can destroy it fair enough <clears throat> oh that's right and then, like, like snatches his necklace uh, that's, like, the Eye of Ra or whatever. And, like, looking at it, like... Yeah. There's only room for one Ra. That's right. There can only be one Ra. And I'm like... Yeah! Is Ra from Planet Zeist? Is it a fucking Highlander? Oh, shit! <laughs> that is a crossover I did not expect to see happening, but... I mean, you know it makes what? sense. Again, if you watch the show, it doesn't feel that unrealistic. Yeah. If you watch the original cut of Highlander 2... Yeah, another I mean, renegade the, cut. The desert planet of Zeist. Actually, isn't Zeist also, or is it just the past? I can't remember. One of them is the past, and one of them is a, a planet. Yeah, yeah, the original one it was a planet. Okay. Uh, like the original version of Highlander Two, and then yeah. in the renegade edition, it's uh, like they call it Zeist, and it's supposed to be like, oh yeah, ancient 
Mesopotamia or something, you know, like uh, ancient yeah. Egypt, basically, and then and time travel and blah blah. Yeah. But, but but yeah, my, uh, based on the original Highlander two. Yeah. <laughs> Rob possibly maybe a Highlander who lost its way and I mean, found some super unobtainium thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm grasping at straws, guys. Um. Uh, anyway, so then we cut to uh, <clears throat> back to the town where uh, Shaori, the hot chick, she's basically telling the people the truth. Uh, about like oh yeah you know we've we're slaves and they're they're not gods they're mortal they're just you know they got their their minerals but we have numbers and we can take them yeah they're having this whole big gathering thing where Ra's like all right spader here's what you're gonna do you're gonna kill your whole fucking team uh to prove that you know you're 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 just a prick and nobody likes you you're you're, mm-hmm. you're not a god you're not raw yep um, you're just another traitorous human yep um and then that's gonna be that which is like Okay, that's a dumb plan. Or check this out: you blast him in the face with your right? ray gun, rather than like, yeah. So I'm the only one, right? Or 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 that uh, we we we've been introduced to, like the little mind scramble thing that Ra does, like puts their hands on somebody's head and it like makes their brain fucking melt or I don't know. It's like yeah, do that to them and then boom, roll credits, and then do that to their four guys too. And like anybody else want some of this brain scrambling I can do? No? All right, back to work. The spice must flow, or whatever. <laughs> whatever they do on a daily basis, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but instead, James Spader like, points the little spear gun thing at at the team, and then, of course, turns around and blasts it at Raw, but, you know, Raw dodges out of the way because Spader sucks at shooting. I, I, I forget exactly what. But uh, but then, yeah, the fucking Arab Spring Rebellion starts, and oh, all... All the people, all the spectators are attacking now, and they've got the guns from the army. Big old thing going on. And Kurt Russell uh, does, doesn't want them to fight, but uh, really there's no other options. Uh, yeah, basically, they get the team and they like run off. That's right. That's right. They take them back to the city uh, before the, the jets and stuff can like show up and do stuff. Oh, no. Okay, it's right here where Rob puts on the... Uh, was it the fucking power glove or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little, like, basically a bracelet. Like, yeah, pretty much. A little bit of wire and a stone. Puts it on her hand and... Yeah. Like, can... Uh, Avengers crossover! Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is also where we find out when we get back to town that uh, James Spader is apparently now married to Shaori. And apparently. He's like, he's like oh. Right? Poe agrees. Right? Poe po- caught Poe by surprise, too. And of course, she's like, "Oh, is it because you know?" He's like confused by it. He's like, "Oh, is it because you you don't want me?" And he's like, "How could I not want you?" Oh no, he, uh, she was like, "Don't worry, I didn't tell them that you didn't want me." Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. And then he just like looks at her and goes straight to Pound Town. Right? Yeah. Okay, that part was cut out in the Canadian version, but uh. <laughs> but 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 the whole thing like like when he like leans in like kisses her and stuff like her eyes are like kind of like open and scared a little bit i'm like mm-hmm. so is she like okay with this or like like does she even really like him like him or is it just more like uh yeah you know, i'm supposed to i don't know anyway they they find the seventh symbol because spoiler alert it's just like the other one except instead of uh, like a pyramid with one moon it's a pyramid with three moons Whoa, Ooh, never could have wait, figured that one out looking to, at the options. To go with the the moons yeah. that are above the 
temple? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> when they first see the temple on the other side? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, again, if there if there's one thing wrong with this movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, hey, they're they're in an alien world. They're a little distracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got a lot of shit going They've on. They've never done this before, Steve. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a little different view when you're in the shit. Uh, but yeah so all right cool we got the sound simple let's go home and see what happens after here. oh yeah so they have to like sneak into the pyramid to the stargate but you know they have a couple guards there but russell like unloads a fucking clip into one of them like <laughs> he has like like turn around corner like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> like double tap um oh yeah meanwhile there's like the air raids coming in so like there's a couple jets like bombing up around the pyramid and shooting up the army who's like trying to keep the rest of the soldiers out and all kinds of stuff oh yeah there's the scene where so so like while this fighting and stuff's going on raw's like in in their chamber yeah and like playing chess with like a child or like a like a 10 year old or whatever mm-hmm. and from what i gathered it looks like raw lost chess <laughs> and then like slapped all the pieces off the board and said that's it send the bomb now <laughs> fuck them yeah and, like throw her, throw her hands up and I'm like, God damn, that's a sore loser. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Blow up that planet. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, Kurt Russell's, um, oh, no, who, who started the bomb with, like, the seven-minute countdown? It was a Raw, I guess Raw started it with, like, yeah. a seven-minute countdown. Yeah, because um, Raw's going to blow everything up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and then, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is where I've written down, Sha'uri got Sha'uri. Oh! Uh, uh, there's a little scrimmage going on sure he gets shot ah! and spader's like hey uh i'm gonna take this cor- corpse up to the chamber oh, try to oh, wait for me and it takes like the little ring elevator thing yeah. teleporter so then russell's like in a fight with anubis and like you know like trying to shoot or like fighting with sticks i think they both have the spears and they're like fighting a little bit so spader's like trying to put uh Sha'uri in like the little rejuvenator thing chamber thing that he was in but then Shaori or uh, Ra shows up, and uh, you know, like tries to do the brain scrambling thing on him. He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh that's right. Meanwhile, uh, Kurt Russell's like fighting Anubis and like has him like pinned on the ground, and I don't know, like uh, pushes the button or something to like call down the elevator, and it comes out like o- over his chest. Yeah. Give my regards to King Tut, asshole. <laughs> and like teleports the top half of his body upstairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's also like the same. Meanwhile, at the same time, James Spader is like being teleported back down there. So they uh, they both get down. Uh, Shaori's fine because she was in the rejuvenator for like a minute. And they got the bomb, too. And they're like, all right, cool. Turn it off. Yeah, uh, should it still be counting down like that? Uh, no. no. Oh, fuck. Shit. Okay, we may have a problem here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, that's right. Meanwhile, outside, there's, like, two of the guards have, like, a thousand people rounded up. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if that's how this would work. Well, because they have their spaceships, <laughs> too. Oh, yeah, 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 the spaceships are kind of, like, like, flying around or whatever, floating around. Okay, but so they're like, oh, shit. All right, I guess I guess we give up. Fuck. But then we hear a call from the dunes. It's the real hero of this movie. 
Is Eric Amari? And then I don't know, all the villagers are attacking, and they come down the dunes, and the Lords of Arabia music starts up again. Woo! And there's I don't know they they basically just take out the two guards. And yeah, I think the the ships at this point do they get blown up or like like something happened like they're being called back. Oh, that's it. They're being called back to the uh, the main pyramid ship because uh, Ra's like taken off. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Ra's getting the ship ready to leave. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, what you know, the the pyramid that uh Spader and Russell are gonna start shaking. They were like, wait, I have an idea. <gasps> and so like uh we go up to Ra like navigating the the ship with like the power glove or whatever that it has on. And uh the elevator thing the rings pop up. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh-oh. <laughs> and there's the bomb and there's like five oh, seconds to detonation. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Uh and you just see, like, <laughs> Ra, like, staring at it and just starts staring at it and starts basically glowing and turning into, like, a gray. Yeah. And then, beep, beep, boom. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> it's like the Death Star exploding, yeah. but, I don't know, 10 miles above the surface of the Earth <laughs> or whatever planet they're on. It's boom. not Earth, babe. Yeah, I don't know. Stargate World. Stargate World. Yeah, there we go. Planet One. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so uh, everybody's like, yay, Ra got blown up. Woo! Yay, our civilization's in shambles now. Ah! Well, you know what but... is ha- you know what happens? Uh, it's only ever a good thing when a nation's uh, total <laughs> political system is obliterated. Yep. And you've weaponized the people. Yep, Iraq's liberated, everybody. Here, enjoy the guns. You'll, you'll figure shit out. We gotta hit the Stargate oh, no, no. back to the States. It's uh, Arrakis. But... Oh, that, that's it. oh shit is this arrakis we just I haven't mean, met the worms yet i mean <laughs> yeah anyway so yeah so the kids with guns start saluting kurt russell okay yeah. uh spader decides you know what i think uh i think i'm gonna stick around here for a while with my uh my new wife let's face wait, it wait. I, I couldn't do better back on earth so the, the white the white saviors come in <laughs> Totally yes. uh, dis- destabilize the uh, the current. Doctor Paul Atreides has decided he's going to marry the the the, the local, tribal leader, the tribal leader's daughter. daughter. Yeah, <laughs> establish a new system of government where they run things. Yes, it, I I di- wait. Did I say Paul Atreides? That might have been a different movie. Okay, so Paul Skywalker has decided he's going to run things from now on. Anyway. Kurt Russell and the team, they hop in the Stargate. We get the little Space Odyssey teleport thing going on. Roll credits. Oh, shit. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the incredible Stargate. Woo! Uh, obviously, I would recommend it. Babe, would you recommend this movie? Absolutely. Based on the movies we've seen so far this month, where would you rate it? Oh, my God, that's so hard. Because this is 100% like in my wheelhouse. Yeah, right. this is, this is, these movies are my thing. Apparently, these and post-apocalyptic movies. Yeah. And underwater monster movies. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Stargate holds a special place. It's, yeah. Yeah, because... I, yeah. I love this movie. It's up there with Dune. Like, yeah, I but like see, Dune. this movie, almost for me, I think outranks Dune. Not because I necessarily think it's a better movie, but because this movie came into was popular like i was the right age oh yeah i was 13 when this movie came out so yeah 
Yeah, so I was like nine or ten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, it, it's just for the pure nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Check it out, guys. Um, yeah, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. Woo! When we come back, yeah. we have more beer. <gasps> Fun facts. Ooh! And what we learned from Stargate. Oh, shit! Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Jason. And we host a podcast called Full Screen and Country. And what do we do on this podcast, Jason? We talk about the best British films of all time as voted by British people in the British year of 1999. The BFI Top 100, to be exact. 100 movies. So with each episode, we talk about a movie on the list, historical significance, if it holds up, etc., etc., etc. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Wherever podcasts are sold, sold, sold. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No. But I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T. Heemcast. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the defenders. Uh, but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon. This is Eric Avari, and you are listening to Everything I Learned From Movies. And we're back. Oh my God, Steve. Those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she's added. They get better every week. Bonnie way. <gasps> yeah, and of course you heard the great Eric Avari there. Uh, God, <sighs> check out that interview we did with him. He He's amazing. <gasps> amazing. It, follow him on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Oh, he's always posting fun stuff. Was it his stuff. gratefulness project? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's doing this whole project where he's basically in an RV going around the country and just sharing gratefulness and like stories of yeah. people it, it's fantastic just he, check yeah. it out guys he's amazing well i assume he's not driving around the country right now but but in general <laughs> <laughs>
Mm. Damn, babe, I don't know about you. I'm a little thirsty after uh, all that talking about desert planets. Oh, Steve, do you have a beverage for us? Uh, let me see. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I do. Cling. Woo! Uh, ooh, it's a Red Rock Brewery <gasps> IPA American Session Ale. Woo! Small batch, high quality. Oh, mm. there is one on the side here. <clears throat> Our Session IPA is an American version of the India Pale Ale. It's smooth, light-bodied, with a hop-forward taste. The American Northwest hops used in this beer are intense, hoppy, citrusy, and floral in flavor and aroma. So it's all of it. Yep. 5% alcohol by volume. Yep, that's a session ale, all right. All right. All right, well, allow me to poppeth mine top. Oh, my top! Yeah. And le pour. Le pill. Yeah. Oh, this is a beautiful crystal clear beer. It's got a nice dark straw color. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous shape of gold. It's got an off-white khaki head. Ooh, yeah, very, very piney aroma. It, like, smells like... It, smell, it smells like being in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. It's like a pine forest. Yeah, it's a uh, hints of spruce. And no, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it tastes... It's very piney. Very... This is really strong, but it's got yeah. a good multi backbone, so it's not like totally overpowering. Yeah, I was going to say, it's drier than most IPAs. I think that's just because yeah. it's, uh, you know, but it's not 5%. But... totally dry. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, if you're into IPAs, this is definitely an all-day drinker. Excellent. All right, well, would <laughs> anyone be interested in some fun facts? Only if they're super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. Oh, well, you're in luck. We got some good ones. <laughs> Woo! All right, babe. Rotten Steve. tomatoes. <gasps> the rottenest of tomatoes? What do you think the critics thought of Stargate? Ooh, ooh, this is hard. Right? I don't think the critics would like this. This is kind of high concept in a way. They don't like sci-fi stuff, especially in the 90s. They're typically not, yeah. But it's so well done. But it's also White Savior Complex. Always. I'm going to go with uh, 42%. Close. 51%. Oh, all right. What about the audience score, though? Oh, shit. If it's not like 84, I'm (laughs) going to be disappointed. Well, it's 73%. Mm. Yeah. This movie's fucking great. It is great. All right. right, Here's what I was talking about. $55 million budget. Woo! I mean, nowadays, that's like... Low budget. That's like... Uh, That's a good budget, though, in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's definitely... Uh, yeah, yeah, say for the 90s, not bad. But, but like, Midway was probably like $150 million. Yeah, but it's also 20, 30 years later? 25? 25? Yeah. Yeah, budgets have way inflated, babe. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, babe? I blame all those damn union workers. Anyway. Fast, the new Fast and Furious movies have, like, oh, well, three you... times the budget of this. All right, well... All right. Any guesses on what the worldwide gross was, though, on $55 million budget? Ooh, I hope it's $150,000. Ooh, yeah. It's yeah. a hit! Woo! Spawned a couple uh, television series and stuff, mm-hmm. too, that, from what I understand, aren't that bad. I haven't seen any of them. I used to watch SG-1. I have not seen it since I was, like, I don't know, 15. I fucking loved that show. My biggest problem was by the time I had sort of discovered it, it kept changing time slots. Yeah. So it's difficult to catch. Okay. But um, yeah, I fucking loved it. Nice. All right. Now for more fun facts. The early pre-release screenings of the movie were disastrous. Oh no. Executive producer Mario Casar realized the main problem was that the plot made zero sense. His solution? 
have the raw character's dialogue subtitled and made into information that presented a clear storyline. Huh. That's quite clever. Yeah. I mean, otherwise you'd be kind of guessing what the intentions are and stuff like that. But yeah, it kind of makes me wonder what the plot was before. All right. Uh, the mountain entrance to the place where the giant ring is kept on Earth is the same entrance that was used to enter NORAD in the movie War Games. Ha! Woo! <laughs> I also am 90% sure that that cave was also in at least one episode of... Uh... Oh, no, never mind. That was... Um, I'm getting confused. That was Dune. It was in an episode of Star Trek for sure. One oh. of the cave entrances. Oh, oh, you're... Sorry, I'm oh, getting confused. you mean confused. from Link. Was it in Link? Oh, actually, I think it was in both. I think it was now in that both. I think about it. Yeah, that was weird. We watched them both <laughs> yesterday and they both had the had seen... like, same cave entrance. Yeah, it's and... like, that's like off a of Star Trek star, uh, soundstage, right? <laughs> yeah, and we had just seen that episode like last week. Yeah. Uh, weird. Uh, but yeah, so there we go. Uh, James Spader admitted that he did the film for the money Woo! as he found the script to be awful. He said, acting for me is a passion, but it's also a job. And I've always approached it as such. I have a certain manual laborist view of acting. Uh, there's no shame in taking a film because you need some fucking money. Hmm. I wonder if I can find that that draw that uh, sound clip somewhere online. Steve, Stargate SG One, ten seasons are on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it, because we've been watching Next Gen, it's been suggesting it, and and the Stargate Atlantis, and I'm like, add to watch list. All right, why not? Son of a bitch, I'm in. And uh, Jay Davidson's dislike of the attention that he received after the crying game made him reluctant to take the role of Ra in Stargate. He didn't want to just uh, turn the offer down, so he made what he expected to be an unacceptable demand of $1 million. This was accepted and he appeared. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, there you go. <gasps> like, look, I don't want to be typecast, but if I'm going to be typecast, you're going to give me a million dollars. Does yeah, he play an egyptian alien god in crying game what no just it's just the androgynous kind of okay yeah in the, wait, in, wait wait in the crying he, game, does, he doesn't want to be typecast as looking like himself yeah he doesn't want to be typecast as having to play david bowie in a movie or something like that I Ooh, mean, that would be ooh, awful for oh your no. career oh no the ab- labyrinth remake oh i gotta learn to juggle balls <laughs> oh no he might have been in the bowie biopic oh no that wouldn't have gotten him an academy award We'll just have to get Remy Malik or somebody. It is like gonna that. be Remy Malik, isn't no, it? No, no, it can't be Remy Malik. He's already done one. It's gotta be Oh He's god, already... who would play David Bowie? Uh trying to think who has like the the, the chiseled features and stuff. Because yeah. it's really gotta Very be Very long. I mean, oh, it's gotta be like Cumberbatch or something, doesn't it? I think he's aged out already though. Well, Bowie's got that like David baby Bowie face. was older. He w- so. he's got that baby face his whole life though. Like he looks exactly the fucking same. Mm, see, baby face English actors. Damn it, there aren't any. Tom Hardy. I mean, he could do no wrong in my book. <laughs> I mean, those lips. <laughs> he, you know his biggest problem? He's too yoked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Got to be like, a, oh god, you know who it would be? Hmm. Eddie Redmayne. Oh, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, or um, oh, oh, oh! What's his name from uh, Criminal Minds? The Daniel skinny Radcliffe. Guy. Oh no. no, Criminal Minds, the TV show. Oh, oh shit! You yeah, know, you know who'd be great? Hear hey. me out. Okay. Killian Murphy. 
That would work. Right? Hold on. Hollywood, are you listening? I know you are. All right. <laughs> Hold on. Somebody is screaming at their phone because I can't remember this guy's name. And I actually think he's a good actor. Matthew Gray Goobler. All right, babe. Steve. <clears throat> now for the important part. What did we learn from Stargate? I learned that, uh, you know, removing the system of power and... Um, and freeing the people will always work out perfectly every time. Excellent. Uh, I learned there can only be one Ra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also learned uh, kids shouldn't play with guns. Kids guys, should never play with guns. Guys, don't fuck around with guns unless you're trained in them. I mean, yeah. sure, they're fun. I'll admit, they can be fun at times. But, uh, yeah, I mean, don't, don't, don't be fucking around with it. Hell, it, it doesn't take a lot to get trained in it either. I mean, <laughs> hell, Google it. That's right. Google gun safety. <laughs> That's what I learned in this movie. Um, oh, I uh, I also learned Eric Avari is a goddamn hero. He saves Absolutely. the movie on a couple occasions. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. He, you know what? He's a phenomenal leader in a terrible position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I also learned... Uh, you're a sore loser just fucking nuke the competition right <laughs> uh oh babe steve thank you for joining me on everything i learned from movies um i understand you also have a podcast <laughs> i do you can find me over at everything i learned from movies that's eilf movies on twitter facebook and instagram <laughs> excellent um i understand you also uh, have other social medias of some sort yes if you'd like to find my art uh you can find me just about everywhere at untidy venus that's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping except over at redbubble where, where i'm selling face masks and boasters you can find me as izzy creates i-z-z-y-c-r-e-a-t-e-s excellent and uh, hypothetically speaking, mm -hmm. uh, let's say I had just teleported across space and time mm. to this deserted, de or the, sorry, deserted, to this desert planet. Um, mm -hmm. And because I just traveled through space uh, and came through the other end, I shat myself pretty well. Ooh, um, brown note. Is there some sort of place I could go to get aromatherapy or essential oils to at least kind of cover up uh, the odor coming from my fatigues after I've cleaned? I, I would say definitely clean yourself first. There's Absolutely. no sort well, yeah, of aromatherapy that's going to fix that. Yeah, but, 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 you know, I only brought the one pair of pants. So how... Uh, yeah, so you want to fresh it up. You, yeah. want, you want something that's going to linger in a positive way. Yeah, I would probably get my... I would head over to frankieandmer.com where I would pick up myself up a bottle of Smell Razor. Ooh. It's a little bit smoky. It's a little bit sweet. Oh. Uh, and it, it's a very nice long linger scent it's uh, the one that we use in our bathroom oh excellent. we use it to say so, a poo-pourri <laughs> wait so is this aroma like kind of manly too because i don't mean to brag but i'm part of a an elite space seal team oh, yes. uh, headed by kurt russell and french stewart yes this is uh this is definitely as masculine as both of them put together <laughs> no it's a, it's a good it's a good neutral scent it's not gender exclusive you know what i'm okay with that and if you wanted to save 15 percent off your order i'd use promo code venus like Ooh. the goddess like... or the planet that you would be using to triangulate your position oh in the universe. shit you're right oh shit <laughs> Use that code Venus, save 15%, and get free shipping on orders over $35. Woo, which is what I would do. Hell yeah. 
<laughs> he'll buy two things <laughs> just in case you, you never know you might accidentally uh betroth yourself to a hot chick and have mm. to you know set the mood oh yeah which case i would reach for some that's amore <laughs> and of course uh as izzy mentioned we're in everything i learned from movies at eilf movies on twitter facebook and instagram uh, yeah, f- follow us. Uh, we're doing a lot of cool things. Like we're trying to do uh, virtual campouts and stuff like that, and yeah. in lieu of live shows right now with the theaters kind of being shut down. Um, but yeah, we're always doing crazy, stupid shit. So uh, yeah, until next yeah. time, I'm Steve and I'm Izzy, and this is everything, everything I learned from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody.